0: everyone
1: i'm guile and today i'm joined by lot hi i'm lot you can find me at the lady of tarth on twitter and devin
2: hey this is devin you can find me at gd harpo on twitter
1: and chicky
0: hey i am chicky i'm at
3: the chickran on twitter
0: and today we're going to be discussing Danny's seventh chapter in A Game of Thrones. And I just want to give a very strong trigger warning for rape and violence, as this is a rough, um, a rough chapter. And if um, for the faint of heart or um, yeah. you know anyone triggered by that, this is definitely one to skip. We um, we would, we would yeah. skip it if we could. Real disgusting. I wish I could
3: go back and unread it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so we join up with Danny post battle. Um, against both the Lazarine who are the lamb people and Cal Ogo and um, what we find out what happened is that okay sorry you guys I'm gonna start <laughs> I got the damn freaking dog behind me <laughs> growling Oh, like, yeah, don't this, do it just skip the chapter well, this, <laughs> I, this is her this <sighs> squirrel. <laughs> squirrel they have a dog that they hate <laughs> and they oh, really, really hate this dog yeah it's like a particular dog they really hate and like in the she's going from the front window into my bedroom to bark at the dog from a different <laughs> angle so we just got to wait this this is and like even Maisie hated this dog and Maisie like is pretty chill so what kind of dog is it <laughs> sorry <laughs> she was so
1: good don't be sorry This is the best content we ever have on this podcast. I mean, it's going to help buff this episode (laughs) out, (laughs) because... Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It would have
0: been more appropriate in the last episode about Ghost if she would have started then, but yeah. Like, this woman... (laughs) She walks the dog right by the fence every day and this happens literally every day. <laughs> unless we happen to be at the park, which sometimes we are during the week.
1: Okay, you just go so, out there be like, um, excuse me, about four o'clock this time. We usually <laughs> podcasts on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, actually, weirdly enough, they normally are like a four to five o'clock like walk by. So they're they're early. Okay. Um <laughs> she's done. Okay, where should I I'll just start back up with um, the description. Oh, we didn't gym. need to cut it. I loved it.
1: I <laughs> think so we probably should <laughs> leave this, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it makes my job okay. easier as an editor. That's not the only reason, but.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. So, strangely enough, what we do find is that basically the Dothraki have, like, a killing crew for post-battle that, like, chop the heads off the injured and then little girls come after them and grab the arrows out so they don't waste the arrows. And then the dogs come at the end to, you know, like, I don't know. Eat. eat.
1: Obviously. Ugh. My mm, waste not want, not I guess.
0: So we find out that Ogo's Kalasar was attacking the town when Drogo came upon them. And I have a, a short, happy description. Um... Ogo and his son had shared the high bench with her lord husband at the naming feast where Viserys had been crowned, but that was in vast death rock beneath the mother of the mountains, where every rider was a brother and all quarrels were put aside. It was different out in the grass. Ogo's khalasar had been attacking the town when Kaldrogo Drogo caught him. She wondered what the lamb men had thought when they first saw the dust of their horses from atop those cracked mud walls. Perhaps a few, the younger and more foolish, who still believed that the gods heard the prayers of desperate men, took it for deliverance. Across the road, a girl no older than Danny was sobbing in a high, thin voice as a rider shoved her over a pile of corpses, face down, and thrust himself inside her. Other riders dismounted to take their turns. That was the sort of deliverance the Dothraki brought the lamb men. I am the blood of the dragon, Daenerys Targaryen reminded herself as she turned her face away. She pressed her lips together and hardened her heart and rode on toward the gate.
1: Fuck you, Daenerys Targaryen. (sighs) She's so disgusting here. I don't know if they it's, try to redeem her later on a bit, but it's still just, just, fuck I mean, you.
0: like everything about this is awful. Like, I, you know, this, yeah. this is what makes this chapter pretty, you know, it's, it's pretty hard. It's, we get, you know, George to, you know, for all of our, I think we hate reading it. I feel like at least, you know, George isn't shying away from like some pretty like awful stuff. Um, yeah, you know, so but like, at
3: the same time, one of my biggest issues with with this chapter was just the fact that George had this thing of like, oh, you know, in invades Dothrak, the Dothraki are all friends. But as soon as they're all out in in the field or whatever, it's complete warfare. And it's just to me, it's
1: doesn't make any goddamn sense.
3: <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it's, there's an underlying I racism know. to it, I, I feel like and I, I hate it.
1: I think yeah. it's gross.
0: Yeah, it's all pretty pretty gross, and to make it even grosser, gross,
3: and grosser uh, than what happens. I mean, everything is gross.
0: Yeah. So you know they they've acquired these slaves. So basically, the the Ogos Kalasar, the surviving members, are slaves, and then the surviving Lazarene are also slaves. And you know, guess who you know has some smart suggestions <laughs> about where they should head to to sell the slaves? Jorah Mormont, because you know he would know. Oh God! Of
2: course he would know.
0: <laughs> so, but, um, you know, he, yeah, I think that's just like a Jorah's a dick, too, kind of addition to the chapter. Well, I like that in
3: John's last chapter, we had um, Jorah Mormont saying how disgusted he was by Jorah selling people as slaves. And then we have Jorah here
2: still very much engaged in the slave yeah. market. It's great. Like, you know what? This is why he gave Longclaw away.
1: i get it now (laughs) totally appropriate
0: you know jorah i don't know that jorah ever for a moment i mean that's kind of interesting i don't think jorah has ever expressed any regret for selling people into slavery you know he he regrets he got caught and i think he regrets that he fell in love with his wife and you know was foolish about it but i don't think he Actually, regret selling human beings into slavery.
1: No, clearly not. He's, he's yeah.
0: totally game yeah. to do it again.
2: Still going. Yeah. yeah.
1: So
0: you know, in this chapter of Joy, um, you know this this poor girl is being raped during this entire conversation, and you know Danny asks Jorah to tell the men to stop, and they're pretty baffled. Um, Danny tells them that she's claiming this girl and has Ago, Ricaro, and Jogo do her bidding, and they end up killing the rapist, um, you know, in, in kind of the, the disagreement over this. Um, if, you know, the only shining stars kind of of, of these, cha- of these end J- Danny chapters are, you know, Ago, Ricardo, and Jogo are, are pretty solid. Um, they're a pretty solid trio as, as it turns out. Um, so they head inside the town and Danny is continuing to claim women being raped as her own and you know one of them we get the description that she's a thick-bodied flat-nosed woman of 40 um like i don't know how you would be how he can be so specific about that i i was sort of offended by that for some reason yeah um blesses danny in in the common tongue and they go in the town and she finds drogo who's been injured um but you know he's still ringing his new bells to signify his victory over Ogo and his son Fogo, and we can only assume that there was a younger son named Bogo. Um, it's a little shoe industry <laughs> joke for you guys. <laughs> so some of Drogo's men ride up, and they're all pissed at what Danny has done. And you know Drogo's kind of you know this is the way. And Danny tries to wheedle him a bit, and she suggests that if the men you know want these women, that they use them gently and marry them. Um, Drogo's men laugh and, and Danny gets pissed, which, you know, that's, it's a very like, well, you should just marry your rapist kind of argument there, Danny. Um, there's a, another little quote. Uh, Kotha was ever the cr- cruelest of the blood riders. It was he who laughed. Does the horse breed with the sheep? Something in his tone reminded her of Viserys. Danny turned on him, on him angrily. The dragon feeds on horse and sheep alike. Cal Drogo smiled. See how fierce she grows, he said. It is my son inside of her. The stallion who mounts the world, filling her with his fire. Um, and Drogo kinda tells him to, to let it be, and you know, he's gonna he's fine with Danny doing this. I think um, he's
3: clearly protecting Danny here. I mean you can tell he doesn't like her doing it either, but he has to like play it off.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: oh God.
0: It's hard to know what to say.
3: <laughs> it, 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 that's it. I don't even know where to begin with the problems here. I mean, like, obviously I don't like how Danny's reacting, but at least she's trying to do what she can. But at the same time, she's being kind of foolish. She's making enemies here. I mean, like everything about it is just frustratingly bad. And I hate Danny's chapters. I just, this is why I hate them. I hate yeah. them. I hate this shit.
1: Mm-hmm. This
3: is so gross
1: on every level. I mean, so go ahead. uh, Ultimately, too, well, we'll get there when we get there with the next chapter, but it's kind of just showing you, illustrating why nobody likes her either, like (laughs) within this group, right? Like she's sowing her own seeds of destruction with this group.
0: So, you know, Drogo's being all tough and he sent the eunuchs away, and Danny tells um, Jogo to bring them back. In the meantime, that you know, thick-bodied, flat-faced woman steps up and claims that she's a healer, and her name is Miri Mazdur. Um, you go, go and She <laughs> yeah. and she claims that she the was freedom kind fighter shy.
1: enters.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know she's learned from all kinds of people there, even actually including the Dothraki themselves. And she name drops uh, Master Marwyn, and you know describes him, and her description is, is makes it very clear that this was a. Um, Someone that would have been a master at the Citadel. And, you know, Jor is pretty impressed by this and, you know, kind of is like, well, you're legit. And, um, Danny asks her why she wants to help. And, and Miriam as says, all men are one flock or so we are taught. The great shepherd sent me to earth to heal his lambs wherever I may find them. Um, and of course, Kotho, who is, um, you know, clearly kind of, the worst of Drogo's blood riders totally misses the point. And he's like, well, we're not sheep I'm like, dude, <laughs> like the point flying over his head there. So they bring Drogo further into the temple. And actually just to back up a second, we find out that she's the good Miri is the good wife of this temple. And that her, it's basically been in her family. It sounds like for generations and they've, you know, like women of the family have been the, been in charge of the temple. Um, forever basically so just to obviously this is a very meaningful um, you know it's a meaningful place for her so they bring Drogo further into this temple and they actually put him on an altar as you know Miri starts her prep work and you know as will become a theme Drogo's blood riders threaten that if anything should happen to Drogo um, you know they're going to kill her and rape her and you know Danny. But Danny's convinced because she saved her from rape that she, you know, won't harm her. And this is, you know, a, a continuing theme with Danny as well. Um, she, Mary Maz pulls the arrow that was in Drogo and sews him up and prepares an ointment and covers it with lambskin. And, you know, she gives Drogo a bunch of instructions and, um, he, he has a great response, which is, you know, I spit on pain and drink what I like, <laughs> which, oh, you know, George might not have researched um you know a dothraki culture very very much but he definitely is spot on with like sorry Devin, but all men and instructions from doctors basically (laughs) (laughs) oh god
3: well can we talk about this injury too i mean like the way it's described as his nipple is missing and there is a flap of flesh on his chest yeah like it sounds like his peck has been like sliced Yep. Half off or something and is yeah. flapping there.
0: Oh my god, it's so gross. So it's yeah, it's it's more than a boo-boo, as as we like <laughs> to call it. Um Yeah. And you know, he's being you know, he's obviously in pain, but he's being, you know, he's being tough, which you know, he obviously, you know, that's his personality, but of you know, I think also he kind of has to be. Um especially oh, yeah, like, he's got his to be. Mat. um so Danny also she asks Mary Maz to attend her when she's in labor, and I think it's Drogo that makes fun of her basically and is like, this is a slave you don't ask you tell. Um, and you know Kotho, who Kotho's really like the worst in this chapter of, of a lot of people. Um, you know, again, warns Mary Maz that you know as the call as the call fare, so shall you. Um, and you know, she says, you know, as you say rider, The great shepherd guards the flock and, and that's how the chapter ends. So it's, um, you know, definitely a transition, you know, definitely transitioning and, and leading us into Danny's later chapters, but, um, in a, you know, totally awful way. And again, it's a really hard chapter to discuss because I think, you know, we've spent a lot of time in Danny's chapters kind of talking about how George writes the, you know, how George writes the Dothraki. And I mean, this is kind of the culmination of, yeah. It's like the worst of it, basically. The worst of it for like no reason. Like there's like well he, he writes
3: them as though they're incapable of humanity because that's their culture or whatever. And it's yeah. just it's absurd and it it contradicts itself. It just, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um okay, so the highlight obviously of this chapter is Mary Mazdor herself because you know, she's a fucking badass. And you just kind of love how she, she sees her opportunity and she fucking jumps on it. Like, she overhears that that uh, Drogo is hurt and she's like, oh, I can help. You know what I mean? Like, she just mm-hmm. needle, needles her little way in there and I love it because this is, you know, I don't know why I really identify with this. I'm like, this is what I would fucking do if I were in this position <laughs> is I would get
0: close and try to take out the worst people, you know, involved well, in this inhumanity. You know, I think we, you know, I think we probably have mail to this extent too, or questions to this extent. But it's like, is she just doing this to protect herself and, you know, get a, you know, basically get herself ahead, or is this revenge from the start?
2: Mm, oh, it's revenge do have from a the start. <laughs> what is it? Um, so Cardinal Girl seventy five, um. Uh, she asks um, from discord, how sincere was Miriam Mazdoor when she tried to heal Drogo, call Drogo? It seems like what she, uh, what she did might've worked if Drogo had followed her instructions, but given what happens later, can her motives at this point be called altruistic or did she always intend for him to die? And she always intended for him to die. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> For sure. um,
3: I know that I know that she will eventually write this off as saying, "Oh, the pain that he felt from my poultice was because I was drawing out the what, whatever." No,
0: she was clearly trying to kill him from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I kind of hope that she was, but I don't know. I would have loved I'd it if that. I strongly she was.
1: I would have loved it if that green paste she was like spearing into his wound was like sheep poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I googled sheep poop. It's not green paste. It's like these little balls. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, like, if dogs are, if dogs are, like, eating grass sometimes, like, they can have that green poop, so it could have been dog poop. (laughs) Well, I'm just like, you take
3: her in there to all of her, you know, tinctures and everything and she gets to choose what goes on that wound. Yeah, she fucking meant to kill him.
1: She probably meant to do
3: it slowly, so it looked like, you know, what ends up happening. But yeah, of course she did.
1: You know, it would have been more amazing if she wasn't the temple's, like, God's wife, and she was just some random, she's like, yeah, yeah, this is my place, come in here, play
0: him there, (laughs) I'll see what I can do. I mean, to me, that's her motivation, though, is that she, you know, is that she does have that position, and that her family has had this position, and and this is, like, a meaningful place that's been destroyed, like, it's not just her, it's her town and her people, but also, like, this temple, and, you know, there's... You know, there's always this, you know, honor, you know, the sense of honor, the sense of, um, you know, kind of what's your life, what's your life worth? And, you know, if she's deciding here that her life isn't worth, um, you know, basically perpetuating these people that are doing this to, you know, her town and other towns and stuff like she's taken her. You know that this is what she's going to do with her life is destroy is destroy these people.
3: Well, it's she's like the rebels trying to take out the Death Star here. She's trying to get to the heart of this mess, and it's fucking Drogo, and she's doing a great job. Plus, she hears that Danny's baby is supposed to be the stallion that mounts the world. Yeah, and that's clearly a motivator as well. Yeah, I can't have that. I mean, that. Like, right. she is just she is in there to take out as many of these people as she can. She's trying to stop some of the destruction that she has clearly witnessed you know, she knows what they are and who they are and what they're doing. I mean,
1: she knows she's going to be, don't
3: like her. I can't understand. She's going to be killed and
1: hurt anyway. So yeah, let's take as many of these motherfuckers out as I can.
0: I mean, you could also read it though, as she is, you know, she's just going to, she's like a survivor. She's going to do whatever it takes to keep going. And, you know, she's going to like insert herself into, into the inner circle here. And, you know, Live to see another day.
1: Playing the long
0: con. I don't know. I think in her her final words prove that that's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean.
3: Is.
0: Yeah, she's. I mean, she's bad. You know, she's a badass. Based. You know, she's. She's definitely a badass, and um. Uh, I mean, kudos, kudos to her. Either way, I guess if if her motivation was to destroy, you know, destroy Drogo and Danny's child, you know, can't blame her for that. If it was. To simply, I mean, I'm you not, know, I'm not either advocating
3: either killing
0: fetuses that don't, people don't want well, killed. That's not what we I'm saying. Gonna, but you know, like, yeah, if we were going to time travel and kill baby Hitler, <laughs>
3: is that the oh ultimate question? God, not question? this discussion again.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't want I, I don't want to go back to three a.m. drunk
3: college party questions, Kyle. No. <laughs>
0: Um, do we speaking of questions, do we have any other questions for this chapter? <laughs> good segue, good
2: yes, segue. So we have we have a few more. Um, so Cardinal Girl seventy five, um, Discord also asks, um, is arrogance or innocence on Dandy's part that she thinks there can be trusted simply because Danny saved her from further rape.
0: Both both?
2: Both. Yeah, it's very much both.
0: Yeah, and I think I, in, in her next chapter it's even more you know, there's that tension between, you know, personal what she thinks is personal loyalty versus what is actual. You know, who's actually loyal to her?
3: Well, and for it's it's kind of the John thing. For all that, you know, Danny definitely has had a, a rough go of it and has had a rough life. She also is still very much a fucking princess and always has been, even when they didn't have any money, and she always has, you know, had a, a, a you know. A, a noble person's view of of the world order too, and you know I think mm. there's an element of that that you see pop up again and again in her chapters where I mean, despite the fact that she is a breaker of chains or whatever, yeah. um, you know she still very much kind of expects the world to work in a certain way, which is you know people people who seem to be in subservient positions kind of stay line. in subservient
0: positions, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, I don't hate Miri Mazdur in this chapter. I don't hate Danny either. You know, I don't. You know, she's got, danny has got a shit ton of shit, technical term, I guess, to learn. But I don't, you know, I don't hate her. Well, I don't hate her. She's trying to
3: do what she can do. But it's just showing that her value system is probably not what our value system is.
1: Yeah. Right. I don't know. I hated her. She's just. No, I mean, well, this is, all of this suffering is happening because of her. And yeah, I mean, bottom
2: I, it's line, fair. Okay. <laughs> we Danny's, also Danny's had...
3: a complicated issue.
2: Very, yeah. very. Um, so, ancient octagon, um, discord. Uh, they ask. We hear about Mar- Marwin for the first time in this chapter. He's currently headed to Danny aboard the Cinnamon Wind to warn her about the others. How do you think uh, he'll affect Danny's story? Will Danny know about the others before she lands in Westeros?
0: I mean, gosh, that's a really good question, isn't it? Because I think we've kind of thought that, I mean, you know, given if we think the show has an iota of relevance to the end of the books, we, you know, I, I've read and it kind of makes sense to me that, you know, the second Dance of the Dragons and the Destruction there. Um, you know, Danny kind of gets her redemption battling the others. But if she already knows about the others and, like, there's kind of proof per se that they're real and that it's really happening, it really kind of makes her look pretty shitty to be, like, stopping in King's Landing first, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, because, like, that would, be, she would have to go if she learns about it before she lands in Westeros.
0: Yeah. And,. You know, we hear even, you know, Tyrion, you know, I, I always remember the line where Tyrion talks about her as a rescuer. And, I mean, if that's, like, the thing about her character, and even here, I mean, even here, for all of her other, for all of her problematic behavior, she is, a, you know, she is a rescuer. And if she's not a rescuer, at, at the point where it's, like, the biggest rescue possible, that would, you know, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. But then it doesn't oh, really yeah, make no. sense to me that she... You know, if she goes straight to the wall, kills all, the, you know, destroys the others, and what then, like, there's a battle against Aegon? Like, I mean, that just seems like such a stupid structure, but what do I know? It is,
3: because it would be, and you know that it's not the book
2: structure. We've already seen that it's a yeah. stupid
0: structure.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm with happens. you, Gile. I think whatever whatever war crimes Danny commits in conquering Westeros, I think she's going to make up for it with her but, battle against the others. I completely I mean, agree with you.
0: Does Marwyn actually know about, well, no, because Sam told him about the, well, did Sam tell Marwyn yeah. about the others?
3: Uh, didn't he or tell someone who told Marwyn? I don't know. We take a lot for granted, just going back to the original premise of the question about Danny returning to Mirene, And we really don't know that she will um, before she goes to Westeros. It may very well be that she goes somewhere else. I mean, she's got a dragon. Yeah, um, and she may, she may very well launch from a different position. So it, I wouldn't take it a hundred percent for granted that she will get whatever information Marwin has, or that she'll believe it. I mean, why would she? You know, it sounds oh, I mean, crazy.
0: It does, but I mean, and plus, I mean, obviously, you know, if she remembers the name Marwin, I don't, you know, she would think,
3: you know, who knows what she would she think of him.
0: I think she maybe would. I feel like maybe Jora would. I don't know. Yeah. And then, you know, she's met the, you know, she's met the people on the Cinnamon Wind. So there'd be a certain amount of, you know, there'd be a certain amount of trust or or, or whatnot with them. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? It's a, it's one of those, like, as much as, you know, as much as I want, like, the action to center on Westeros, like this part of the Essos storyline, I'm actually kind of interested in. I'm more interested in how quickly George
3: can resolve it because he doesn't seem <laughs> to be making any moves to resolve it from what yeah. he released of the Winds chapters with Tyrion no, Barrison. Yeah. So, um and I mean, like, it should be, it should have been resolved in the first Mirian chapter mm-hmm. of, of Wins. And I
0: assume and, this like, is the, what yeah, the battle is that even George even, is having getting this book done. Yeah. And, like, these guys aren't, you know, there's how many chapters of Wins and these guys aren't even in it yet, so... Oh, Jesus Christ.
3: Yep. Yeah, but it's
0: just like with Victorian
3: and stuff like we don't
0: really know. We
3: don't know who Danny's going to meet up with before she goes to to Westeros or where she's going to launch herself from. She might just send for Marine and tell them to come or something. Mm-hmm. You know, we really don't
0: know. Any other questions from this chapter uh,
2: before the yes. show? Yes. One more. Um, Buck O'Hare on Discord um, asks, what connection uh, do Marwin and Miri have at this point? And how would Danny have coped with the price of conquest if Drogo hadn't died? I mean, the first
0: like- one. Go ahead, guy. No, go ahead. I was going to go on the second one, so perfect. <laughs>
3: oh, I was going to say the first one. I, I mean, from where Mary is, it seems like she's probably not communicating a lot with the outside world. So I doubt they have much connection here. I mean, obviously they still know one another, but I'm going to bet not much.
0: You Isn't it interesting second, though no? that if if he had written if if he had written his books closer together, you bet damn well we would have seen like some mention of a candle in that temple. Like, oh you know probably yeah and I think it's just just because like it's taken so long that he probably never even had that concept but you kind of would assume that she probably did have something like that it is possible and I think as far as like how she would have dealt with the conquest I mean I think we, we get it in this chapter when it's you know Daenerys Targaryen hardened her heart like she you know that's what she did She looked away, hardened her heart, tried to do some small, um, you know, some small good deeds where she, you know, where she could. But, you know, the structure of conquest is not something that she's, you know, she's not turning away from it here. Mm -hmm. She never turns away from it.
1: Endgame. Always focused on the end.
3: Yeah, endgame. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, to be fair, she's far from the only POV character who does this, who just kind of accepts a certain amount of... um, disgustingness as, you know, the price of doing business or the way of the world. I mean, even Ned does this. You know, even Brienne to an extent does this. There's just a certain acceptance of, well, this is the brutal way that things work. I mean, it's obviously a little worse in Danny's chapters because of all the disgustingness that George wrote um, when he poorly formed the Dothraki. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's certainly not... She's the cause of the disgustingness. (laughs) Well, and there's not this... Incredible focus. I mean, there's a lot of rape in in *A Song of Ice and Fire*. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I feel like as we read, you know, as we read like in the in the Riverlands and stuff, it wasn't such an extreme focus. You know, we hear he the stories to, of he the mountain he, he started to take yeah. it off
3: page a little better where there's still some on page, but he, he yeah. did a better job of alluding rather than us having to literally hear about
0: yeah. it. Yeah. And this, which I mean, you know, as a reader, you know, our, you know, we're hardening our hearts and, you know, looking away too. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, like
3: we literally have a podcast dedicated to this series.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, but, yeah, this is. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this chapter other than again, it's it's a shitty one. Put I it really in the fire. A bad one, you guys. Yeah, put it in the fire, man. <laughs> oh, I'm grateful you did it, Kyle. Somebody had to. <laughs> um, were there any other questions or any other comments anyone has on this before we <laughs> before we put the oh,
2: That rid was of it? all. That was all the mail. Um,
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I think thank you for the thoughtful questions on the chapter, though. I'm glad that you know people people had really good questions. It helps when there's you know, such terrible other things to discuss. And if you have questions that you would like to ask us, you can email us at close the door and at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at Close the Door and Come Here. On Twitter at doorpodcast, on the Jamie and Brienne subreddit, which I believe is R slash Jamie Brienne, or Jamie and Brienne, I'm not sure which one. Um, or on the Jamie Brienne Discord. And you can find our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. So Podbean, um, iTunes, Stitcher, And if you want to support us, um, pay for our gold-plated microphones, you can support the (laughs) podcast on Patreon. I believe we are Close the Door and Come Here on Patreon as well. And with that, I'm closing the door. Get out.